me readjust the camera. Let me fiddle with this, because that's what people tune in for. They tune in for the fiddling of cameras and only occasionally bothering with comic book news and reviews. Uh, oh, oh, a little bit too far. Oh, look at there we go. Ah, there. It's, it's perfection. I am the Sussman, Rick Sussman, and join me as always is, of course, the L. Lestrange herself, the strange one, our favorite resident comic book nerd girl, all of those things. It is the read pile for the week of July, oh, today's the 5th, which is why my shirt is perfectly in style, because you never want to show up to a party early. You always show up late. Oh, yeah? I, I mean, I've never been invited to a party, so um, I'm not sure if that's true. I'm mostly just going off of what I've watched in movies. It is the read pile, and we have quite the pile of books to get to, but that's later. First... What do we have in the world of comic book news, Ella Strange? Well, everybody has been asking, what about free comic book day? What's yeah, going well, on? Yeah, well, that what, was May the 5th. Yeah, when everything's going on and just the craziness, they're finally decided how they want to do it. Uh, they're actually going to offer a free comic book summer. Yes. It's going to be July 15th through September 9th. And what they'll do is they're going to send about three to four comics to the stores mm -hmm. um, on a weekly basis during that time. And so they're basically kind of spreading out the comics that are offered instead of doing one big group gathering yeah. to collect them all. They're going to divide it up amongst those weeks. And interestingly enough, uh, our local comic shop already has one of the free comic book summer books, and you actually read it and are going to give it a review later. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, that's what you call a tease in the business. I think. Again, I've only watched movies. I don't know anything about this stuff. What other fantabulous comic book news do you have for us, Elle? Well, uh, last week we were talking about these virtual cons right. that everybody's talking about. Yep. Um, I actually looked into two of them. Okay. Two of the big ones. Um, so, there's San Diego uh, Comic Con, of course. Right. That's, of course. Everybody knows that one. That has been officially canceled. <laughs> uh, it, it, it runs from July 22nd to the 26th. Instead, they're going to do a virtual con, um, and it's not restricted they, to how many people can attend each panel. Right. As long as you have internet and you can connect, you can join. Let me, it's free. Let me pump they, the brakes. They do give just, you... Huh? Just pump the brakes just for a second. As someone who's regular or in the wrestling business shoot job, um, forces him to work with the internet on a regular basis... Let me give you a heads up on what's going to happen. Oh, I already know. Okay. The, there is no way in hell that the amount of people that want to attend, like, a Robert Kirkman panel or the Marvel Movies panel or any of this other stuff are going to be able to get on one of these virtual cons and just click a button and then, the like, have you ever done a Zoom call? You could get, like, 15 people on there and that's about <laughs> it. And then and then somebody's always, no, wait, hey, 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 hey. Hey, you're speaking to a girl that tried to buy San Diego Comic Con tickets years ago, right. and the, the site just crashed yeah. because too many people jumped on. So it's now you're gonna basically say, "Oh no, even more people can come sign on, on come on, sign on, get on, get on this." Yeah, yeah, and I, I have a feeling it's gonna crash. Yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I mean, it's a good idea. I love but, the idea of the virtual con. I just saying, you know, like. 
They should really limit the amount of people who are allowed to go to each panel to like, I don't know, 20 or 30, which again is a very small number. But when you're trying to disseminate all this information to the entire internet, it's not going to work. Well, here's this. Disney Plus just announced that they're joining mm -hmm. them, um, and including all the Marvel panels and such and everything. And if they put that on Disney Plus... Like a stream? Yeah, and stream it instead on there, then I think you might have... I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good idea, but I also... Chance. I, I just... I don't see... I don't see tens of thousands of people, because we know what's going to happen, streaming one video. Let's see. Uh, they're going to need the Google servers to be able to host the... Yeah, exactly. That's great. I'm, I can't see your name. At CR. I'm sorry. Uh, I one of, our, one of our viewers just chimed in with a very good point. They will need the Google servers. They will need giga servers. They're going to need servers unto servers. Disney could theoretically pull it off. But that's an excellent point. Like, the amount of servers required to pull off the San Diego Comic-Con seems absurd. Um, remember last week I mentioned how I went to a uh, con in your store event, right? Mm -hmm. And that was cool. Um, I think that's a much better way to go. You do it like like they used to do. God, this is back in the AOL days, so 90% of the people watching this won't have any idea what I'm talking about. But you used to have, like, a celebrity come on board, and somebody would type in the chat room for the celebrity, and there'd be a video of the celebrity just sort of sitting there, and you could ask them questions, and you type it to them in the chat room. Doing these streams, again, I think this is brilliant. I think it's very, very good idea and very good step forward, plus you're getting the information out there. I just don't see how it's going to succeed in the way that they want it to. Like, comic book summer, that's brilliant, you know? You go into your local comic book store, there's always going to be one or two books that you can just pick up for free, add it to your pile, right? Yeah. That's great. I think instead of making virtual uh, San Diego Comic-Con a three-day event, what's stopping you from doing virtual San Diego Comic-Con for all of July? And just really doing tiny little morsels. Break it up. Yeah. Okay. I like the idea. Um, Disney Disney doing their stuff on, on stream. Hey, that's great. Again. But you and I both know from very recent experience that some of the most powerful apps can't handle three people watching the same show at the same time. Yeah. I can see a lot of things going going wrong with it. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I do want to mention also that uh, Dis, uh, not sorry, Disney, DC um, is actually having their own virtual one. Right. It's called DC Fandom, um, and it's only going to be set for 24 hours, <laughs> which I thought was weird. <laughs> you can sign up for the DC it's Universe free. app. It's, it's free. free. August Come on. 22nd. Yeah. And but again, like, like that's that's Monday. yeah, that's all well and good, but like. Some poor schmuck who's really into DC is going to try and watch this, and they're just going to get like choppy vision, one hundred percent, like nineteen ninety six, watching, trying to watch porn in your in your room kind of stuff, where it's just it's the, you only hear it, it's just lines everywhere. You know what I'm talking about? It's terrible. This is not going to work, and more people are going to be upset. Well, again, I love the idea of them trying to incorporate more comic book stuff for a summer that doesn't have anything. We have no cons to go to. Tampa Bay Comic Con was finally canceled last week and it should have been canceled three weeks before then. Things are not good in Florida. But I just don't see this virtual con working the way they want it to. The other thing I was thinking about doing is why not just do a pre-recorded segment with all of the 
you know, all the people. You 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 set up a email or a, a eight hundred number or whatever. You send in your questions, and then Brian Bendis sits in front of a camera and answers the top twenty questions. You can even do a poll. Here's the top twenty questions that we received. How many of you would like to see Brian Bendis a- answer this question? How many people would like to see uh, who's another DC writer right now? I can't think of all the top. Tom King. Who would like to see Tom King answer these questions? Who would like to see you know more black label books? All of this stuff. Why not just do that? I love the idea of them trying to bring fans into the fandom because we got nothing. I just don't see this working. Yeah. I mean, I part of me wants to try. Oh sure. Jump on there, but at the same time. It, I, I remind myself, even if I was going to actually physically go to a convention, what am I wanting out of this? Yeah. I, I want to be able to actually meet in person some uh, some of the writers and the sure. artists. I would like to get things signed, yep. and I like to, to fill in the gaps of my comic book collection and everything, and I can't do that. No, that online. is that and is the problem. When it comes to like the latest news and everything, oh, what are you telling me that I have to wait twenty four hours before I know? <laughs> to, <laughs> I mean, I don't. It, all the news leaks pretty quickly, so. Well, uh, even if it doesn't leak, it's announced, and then you know, it's just somebody's going to report it. Right. Yeah. What else you got? Well, um, that's pretty much it, actually. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Really, you don't want to talk about the big thing of the weekend? <sighs> I don't even know if it's true. It is It is in development, which again, in development means anything. But if you're not aware, uh, right now DC uh, Warner Brothers has announced that uh, Zatanna will be getting her own feature film. Uh, it is in development. Again, everything is in development. There is nothing... <laughs> I don't... <laughs> there is like nothing in the universe... That is not in development. Like, you know how everything in outer space, literally everything is in outer space? Oh, yeah. Literally everything is in development. So you could, <laughs> you could sit here and I could look into the camera and I could say, things that are currently in development. Um, a Batman movie starring uh, old Bruce Wayne called Batman Beyond. Um, that's in development. Uh, a movie where Wolverine joins the Avengers. That's in development. Um, a movie where I guest star as Thanos. That is in development. <laughs> Anything is in development, and it can be reported on. Now, you generally don't get the kind of buzz and things like that until after the movie gets a little bit more like hype. But the other reason why you announce these things, or you let it leak, or you just say it, is you want to see fan reaction. So Zatanna getting her own movie. Fan reaction. I'm ecstatic. <laughs> I... This is I your ecstatic am, face. I instantly am like trying to figure out who's gonna play her, who's gonna play her, who's gonna play her, and I don't know yet. It's it's hard. I, I I would love to hear other people's opinions, like who they think is going to be like be good and yeah. play that character like spot on. But for me, I mean, you know, I'm very I, I'm I'm very biased. I would like to see Aubrey Plaza play uh, Zatanna. I thought of that for a moment, but here's the thing. Just her personality doesn't quite fit. That's fine. Make it fit. It'll work. It'll be it'll be like Grumpy Cat Zatanna. I'm fine with that. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. And if I'm good with it, then everyone else should be. Also, we have our copy of um, the first appearance of Zatanna on the wall over there. It's like a random Hawkman book. If you didn't know, Zatanna makes her first random appearance in comic books in some one-off panel on in an issue of Hawkman that has nothing to do with anything. It's one of the dumbest things in the world. Like... 
she's not even featured. She's not even discussed. So you could say, well, a lot of major characters make their first appearances in odd books. There's Hulk 181 just happens to feature Wolverine. Well, yeah, but Hulk's in Canada and Wolverine shows up a whole bunch. And, and Hulk books from that point on, they're kind of feud a lot. Why is Zatanna in a Hawkman book? Never explained, never mentioned again. Um, <laughs> it's just one of those things. So um, one other bit of comic book news. Uh, this is just insane, and I have to mention it. Uh, my good buddy Jason Ayers, who, yeah, name drop. He's a, a referee for the WWE. Two name drops. Do you see that? You like how I do that? Just sprinkle it in. He alerted me that there was a book that was super hot, and it is Spider-Man uh, Miles Morales number one. Uh, from the hip-hop variants. Now, the hip-hop variants were something that Marvel did back in 2016, I believe, I want to say, where each book got a roughly a 50-50 cover split. So each book, you could get the regular cover or the variant. And nobody really ordered a whole bunch of those. Um, well, Onyx, thank you for your cameo. Um, of those books. So I love Nas as a kid, so I got a copy of it. I just I, Nas's I Am is one of my favorite albums of all time. And this was a, uh, the, the Miles Morales cover was an homage to that. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to buy this book because it's cover price, and uh, yeah, I, whatever. So I threw it in my, my, my box, and then when I was cleaning out all my books a couple of months ago and turning them into our comic shop, I was like, oh, sweet, I still have this. Cool. Put it back in my box. So my buddy Jason shoots me a message and says, Rick, you got to check this out. That book, that Spider-Man Miles Morales Nas cover, is going for like $500 on eBay. Because Miles Morales is going to be the next video game character. He's blowing up. Of course, we watched into Spider-Verse. It's all about him. He's great. Um, so he tells me about it. And then I see him post two of these books on eBay. And within minutes of each other, they sell for $725. Wow. I've never seen a modern book be this expensive for no legitimate reason. It's not his first wow. appearance. It's not... Anything other than, I guess it's just hard to find now, because nobody really ordered the, the hip-hop variant of Miles Morales, I guess. Anyway. That's crazy. That is nutty. Um, Alright, so, are you ready to review your books? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, what do we got here? I'll, I'll hold them up as you do them. At, at... Well, this one is kind of a... Like a twofer? Yeah. A terrible twofer? It's a twofer! I was catching up on this one. Uh, it is... It... <laughs> I went ahead and grabbed number one and two of this, um, and it's Wicked Things. Uh, basically, uh, this story is about uh, Charlotte Grote. Uh, they call her Lottie. Lottie? Yes. Oh, Charlotte. Uh, okay. And she is nominated for a Teen Detective of the Year Award. Always a plus. Uh, she is 18 years old. This is her last year that she can do it. So, But, but why? No, because you're 19. You can... Their age range. But 19 is still a teenage year. But this is what the, it says. All right, Sorry. fine. Okay. Could you just let me finish? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just pointing out the obvious plot hole. I'm just saying it states that this is last <laughs> year. She can do it. All right, fine. So that's why. All right. Anyway, so basically they call this the geriatric cat category um, because she's the oldest she can be. Um, so anyway, she <laughs> okay. travels to London and finds herself being framed for a murder, and now she has to solve the murder to prove her innocence. Oh, the classic detective tale. Yes. Ah. I thought it was, I, I don't know, I guess cute. 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 Fun. Yes, fun. Uh, 
you kind of already knew it was going that direction when like shit started going down. And you're like, <laughs> all right, so obviously I know where this is going and how this is going to turn out, but I still want to know more. So well, okay, so Wicked Things. It sounds like it's a pretty standard story. You know, a detective has to prove that they're not the actual murderer. I mean, we've seen that trope a million times, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. It just means that you kind of know the beats of the story. Maybe there'll be some some craziness. Maybe there'll be some weirdness. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, The only thing that I thought was kind of weird is that um, the police actually offered, even though she looked so guilty, they offered to have her help them with the investigation. Which I thought was a little weird. It's sort of like a junior knives out in a number of ways, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, at least you enjoyed it. That's good. Yeah, it was cute. It's Uh, by, I believe it's by John Allison, by the way. Yeah, I'll look that up while you... Yeah, there you go. Make sure we get proper props. Second one is... Final Power! And this is important because it's Robert Kirkman's new book. Uh, Chris Samney's on it. I love his artwork. Uh, and it is one of the free comic book day books. Yeah, John Allison, by the way, uh, did Wicked Things. Uh, but this was tweeted out earlier by Robert Kirkman himself. He wanted everybody to know the book would be available. We went into our local shop, and we saw one sitting on the counter. And initially, I picked it up because uh, I was like, oh, you know, I'm a big fan of Kirkman's stuff. At least his first couple of issues of his books are always fun. We have the first few issues that we have the, the entire run of Outcast, which was supposed to be worth a million dollars. Thanks for nothing. Uh, and, uh, his run on Marvel Zombies, of course, his legendary run on Walking Dead, um, Invincible was another book of his that did incredibly good, great stuff. So tell us, what is Firepower? So it's all about this guy named Owen. He's presented as a family man that sells old furniture. They're like, okay, there's this guy. He's a regular old guy. He's regular family guy. They're going to have a cookout with their family and friends and everything. It just seems like a simple cute little life that they got going and then all of a sudden this shady man that he recognizes approaches him at the cookout okay and he is just instantly like he feels exposed he's shaken to the core and i also hate when random old men come up to me at barbecues it does so he obviously recognizes him oh i don't obviously recognize him (laughs) i just assume that i'm I'm and there's some kind of a background issue going on so later at night they end up meeting um so he's like dude why are you in my like back in my life and everything yeah. and, he, and is this is this a sleepy gary uh jerry situation or no sleepy gary yeah i don't get the connection i'm just wondering if this guy you know him and this guy had like a boat love affair while trying to make their way to a star wars convention is that Okay, we'll have to find out. I don't know, I'm lost on you. That's fine. Anyway, when he meets up with the guy, uh, you find out that there is a whole history of somebody getting murdered and possibly being framed as Owen. Because they're like, they're looking for him and everything. Um, and <sighs> he actually shoots off his powers, the fight of. The firepower. firepower. The firepower. Uh, in the, arg- the arguments. Uh, so <laughs> you instantly know this guy obviously has powers. Well, and yeah. Anything. And then now they're looking at him for the murderer of this woman. Mm-hmm. And he's got his family at home asleep. 
and not I, I guess they don't even know anything that's going on with him so now you're starting to wonder how is he going to solve these issues and get this person to go away and have other people leave him alone so he can continue his life now are there other family. people are there other people in this world that have superpowers and abilities it's not been shown so this guy's just like the only guy who's got a power and his power just so far yeah okay. interesting yeah. all right Right. What else you got? Or is that your read pile? Oh, nope, that was not my read pile. Do you have I your have pick of the week? Pick of the week. Pick of the week. Pretty Violent Issue 7. Derek Hunter, Jason Young, Spencer Holt. So this is the first time that I am doing a review on this book. Um, but it is number seven. I've been reading it this whole time. Um, it's about uh, Gamma Ray, which is a uh, wannabe superhero. She has powers, but... She's trying her darndest to just be a good person and be the superhero that the town needs. Here's the thing. She comes from a family of villains. Aww, isn't that always the case? Isn't that always <laughs> the case? Everything she does just blows up in her face. No matter how much she's trying to do the, what she thinks is the, the right, right thing, thing, it goes wrong. And you can just see that she would... She's obviously a natural villain, but she doesn't want to be. Now, um, I was reading up on this when I was doing some research for the show. Pretty Violent has a uh, similar or a member of the same creative team as another book that you loved, I Hate Fairyland, right? Yeah. And uh, I was looking that up. So from your description, I, I, I sort of hear this book as sort of like I Hate Fairyland kind of meets like the Runaways sort of thing because the Runaways are a group of teens who are all the children of villains, but they don't want to be villainous. I like that. Yeah? Is that kind of... Yeah. Um, I know that you've been a big fan of this book, though, because um, this was one of the books you were reading during our quarantine time. So, um, what what else is going on? Why was this issue so good? Oh, well, this issue was pretty good, because basically, um, it just continues with her just screwing everything up. <laughs> um, for some reason, she, with one action, she starts a war uh, with the unseen and of course everybody has to pitch in to try to like fix things she and it's just just blows up every time and it's freaking amazing how quickly she just makes everything go downhill <laughs> uh, but I will say this um, during the reading uh, I was hoping uh, that she would do a little bit more interaction with her family because um, in past issues yeah. she's kind of interacted with them um, and not so much in this issue so I kind of missed that a little bit um, and uh, also one little thing uh, you could easily do a drinking game to any close up punches to the face in this issue because it happened a lot <laughs> so there's also another book that Jimmy and Amanda did for a small press called Super Zero yeah. and this reminds me of that too but it's a, a, a much different in that case Super Zero I don't think she had any powers I'm trying to remember it was a few years ago that I read it but it was again another young girl who just wants to be like a hero and it's just not working out um, so yeah I, 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 I'm interested in checking out Pretty Violent after you're done with it because it sounds like a lot of fun oh yeah it is alright on to my of the read pile, and I'm just going to spoil it. I only had two this week. I had uh, I finally got my copy of Adventure Man number one from Matt Fraction and friends. Uh, the Dodsons, by the way, art in here, as you imagine from the Dodsons, is gorgeous. And then I had Strange Adventures was sitting on my stack, and I've been meaning to read it for a couple of weeks now. And this is by Tom King, 
um, his uh, sort of his follow up work from his insanely good uh, Batman run from Rebirth, which I think went like eighty four issues or something like that, eighty five issues. Um, the City of Bane storyline, all of that. So Tom King's next follow up is this Strange Adventures, and then I've got Matt Fraction's new book, which is Adventure Man. Now. I'm not going to tell you which one is my pick of the week just yet, but I am going to show you something that I think is pretty incredible. For $3.99, you get a hefty amount of comic book here. This is a almost probably half of a trade paperback for $3.99. So if you're looking to get good value for your comic book, I don't know if both if any other issues are going to be this extensive or this heavy, but damn, man, I, I wish they put a page count on some of these because I'd love to know how many pages this book was. Now, on to the review. The first entire, I guess, chapter, half of this story is actually a book being read to a child. So the book, the story itself is called Adventure Man, so it's very much um, a lot like in the same vein of uh, Never Ending Story, um, or uh, The Princess Bride, where you've got mom here uh, is reading her story to her son uh, about this guy called Adventure Man. He's got this cool little, like, wing symbol. And, you know, he's this adventurer, and he, they, and he and his group of friends, they all have superpowers, and it's it's set in sort of a, a steampunky-esque kind of New York, um, where there's, like, blimps and, you know, all kinds of crazy clockwork and things like that. But then you find out, no, no, that's just the story within the story. The real story is about this woman who is uh, hearing impaired, um, and she makes a great deal of uh, good jokes about that. She allows herself, basically she has these um, dinners every Friday, Shabbat dinners, um, which I thought was interesting because it's a, a Jewish family, and you don't generally hear that much about you know Jewish families in comics or Jewish people in comics in general. Most comic books, if they touch religion at all, it's the standard fare, you know? Um, so that was really cool. There was a lot of uh, sort of like snide, like like little Yiddish, little little references and things like that. Good references to Hebrew and, and all these different things. It made me feel very happy to read it. Um, and it's one of these situations where is the reality that we're looking at being infiltrated? Like, is the Adventure Man becoming it coming into our reality? Like, is the book coming to life kind of thing? Or is this more in the guise of she was reading a story and it's gonna we're gonna find out that it was actually her like her uh, biography like you know you there's there's always the story of the hero who writes down all of their journal and everything and it turns out they were actually doing these things but they've forgotten you know sort of the hook kind of thing where you grow up and you forget that you were a hero or something like that it was a really good read um, as Matt Fraction does a, a, a fabulous job of writing as normal the book is absolutely gorgeous if you've ever seen any of the Dodson's work it is just beautiful stuff so, um, again, really good value, interesting story, you get two stories within one book, but that's kind of where I got a little, I got I to call a little bit of a red flag. Um, the, the first half of the book being this crazy adventure man story, I thought was really cool, but I also felt it was like, did I really need this? Like, did I need a full-fledged half a comic that was essentially an entire issue one devoted to a book that really doesn't matter? And I don't know, like, is this going to come back and haunt me? Is this going to be a book that actually means a lot? It's the end of the story. Adventure Man dies at the end. Ooh, spoiler. But again, it's a book within a book, and it's a story within a story. And for whatever reason, I felt that that book was tacked in. Like, I didn't need it. Which is why Strange Adventures is my pick of the week.
to start with. It is also a book within a book. So you've got uh, Adam Strange, who you don't know, uh, the hero of Ran, maybe. Um, the Ranthandarian War, the hero of Ran. He is on a book tour. He's back in, in, Amer- in, in, in or on Earth in America, and he's on a book tour. And uh, the back of the issue is actually like one of the standard things in the entire comic. I'm going to show you that real quick. So here he's saying, hi, uh, you know, my name's Adam Strange. Can I sign your book for you? So there you see Adam on his book tour there. Um, so the book that, that's within the book is his memoir. The problem, though, is that people have started reading his memoir and then sort of relating it to what actually happened during the war. And people are wondering, is Adam Strange actually like uh, a war... Uh, 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 what is it? Not a war villain. I can't think of it. Um, somebody who um, does something terrible at wartime. Oh, good Lord. War criminal. Woo! Couldn't think of it. Is, is he actually guilty of war crimes? And the one person that uh, Strange wants to go to to solve this for him, that he knows will get the job done in the DC universe, who will you call when you say, someone is? Inv- I need you to investigate this to prove that I'm not this, this villain? Who would you ask? You would ask the world's greatest detective, would you not? <laughs> I would, yes. So <laughs> Batman makes a cameo appearance in this. And it's cool because again, it's Tom King writing Batman a little, and so like when nice. Batman sh- when Batman shows up, you're like, ooh, what is this? So this is another Black Label book. And by the way, thank you Black Label for making some books regular comic book size instead of the giant magazine size comics that don't fit into my hoard. But more importantly, it's also issue one of twelve. I'm gonna let you in on a secret. I love when books are terminal. I hate books that go on forever and ever and ever. And I know you're like, how can you say that you're a giant Batman fan, you're an X-Men fan, those books of, you know, Batman's up to 900, X-Men is into the 800s, 700s, Spider-Man, I've got issue 700 of Spider-Man, issue 800 of Spider-Man. If you give me a storyline that starts at issue 1 and ends at issue 12, I am as happy as a pig and shit. I love the Terminal storyline because it, it means that I can look forward to the story having an ending. I love miniseries. I love, in this case, maxi-series because I know that I'm going to get some kind of resolution. And I've always said a hundred times, you don't have to give me a good ending for me to like the ending. I just need an ending. If the ending is, it was all a dream, I'm going to say, well, that's bullshit, but at least it was an ending. Yeah. And... A lot of our favorite comic books don't have endings, and by design, they, they simply can't. Most of our favorite Elseworlds stories take place in another universe, in another time. Uh, what if comics take place in another dimension, things like that, so they can get away with giving you an ending. Because you can't really do that in mainstream comics. You, you just can't. But Strange Adventures, under the black label, issue one, absolutely my pick of the week. I'm sad I waited so long to read it. It was really fun and really good. And to quote Tom King, yes, I am a nerd. But we are part of the Wrestling Nerd Radio Network, so again, that it's not really a slam. It's more of an appreciative. Um, so yes, let's. Uh, so we've got Pretty Violent, Issue 7, and Strange Adventures, Issue 1, our picks of the week for those of you playing along at home. Uh, if you enjoyed our content, thank you. Uh, always feel free to be part of the conversation. Send in your comments. Reply to us. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, what is the Read Pile Facebook page? Just the Read Pile? The Read Pile. Just the Read Pile on Facebook. You obviously are on Twitter. You can follow Elle Lestrange, at L Sussman. She uh, tweets about twice a day, which is fine. I tweet about 700 times a day. So it's a good, <laughs> it's a good, it's a good balance. 
Uh, you can find us and all of our friends in the Wrestling Nerd Radio Network by simply going to at the Wrestling Nerd Radio Network, WNRN. Uh, you can find the Wrestling Nerd Radio Network community on Facebook as well. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to add, Elle? No. No? Well, I guess it's time to say goodbye, Elle. Goodbye, Elle. I like that that's becoming standard. <laughs>